Thanks for tuning in to our podcast. My name is Daniel. My wife, Megan, and I are the location pastors here at Destiny Church, Nuremberg Region. We know that today's message will bless and encourage you because the Bible tells us that the Word of God is alive and active. If you want to connect in with us, be sure to subscribe to this podcast, follow us on social media, or visit our website at destinychurch.de. Let's get into the Word. I want to talk to you today in another conversation on the subject deeper. We are diving deeper this year. That was our word for this year. We are going deeper into God's truths for us. We're going deeper into the word. We're going deeper into obedience. We're going to live lives that are deeper, not just shallow Christianity. God will take you to the shallows, but he never intended for us to stay there. He wants us to put out into deep waters. And I believe when we do, we're going to see a multiplication. We're going to see a catch like never before. And I want to talk to you today out of Ephesians chapter 4. Are you ready? Amen. Ephesians chapter 4. Let me read it to you. Verse 14, it says this. Then we will no longer be infants. Tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. I can say it this way. We're not going to be tossed back and forth by the waves. We're not going to be blown by the wind by every social media post that we see. By every news blog or every news uh, channel that we turn on, we're not going to be uh, we're not going to be blown by the waves, tossed by the sea, blown by the wind in our life of what one group of people is saying and the other group of people are saying, or even what our closest friend circle is saying. We're not going to be tossed back and forth, living double-minded lives, and I'm not sure what I'm going to do. We're not going to be pushed by our circumstance because we stand on a foundation that is not of this world. Verse 15 says, instead, though, we're going to be speaking the truth in love. We will grow. Somebody say grow. To be in every respect the mature body of him who is the head that is Christ. We want to be the mature. Everybody say mature. It's something you say to your kids when they start getting a little older. You say, you just need to, you just need to be more mature, you know. You, be more mature for your age. Does anybody else in here have weird dreams? Anybody a weird dream? You just have weird dreams. Like, you don't even want to share them with people. You're like, it's so weird. Okay. I, I, will, I will often have some just weird dreams. I don't even share them with my wife. I'm just, that was a weird dream. I don't even know how to explain that dream. And, but I, but I, literally, last night, I had a weird dream. I'm going to share it with you, okay. Here we go. Let's see how this one goes. I, I, literally, I, I literally was sitting, and there was, a, there was a stroller with a baby in it, and this was somebody else's baby that I was, like, watching. But this baby, look, I'm telling you, it's weird, had a full beard and a full set of hair and, like, grown people fingernails. And I woke up thinking, what just happened? You know, like, and, 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 and the baby was sitting there in the, in, in the stroller with this beard, and I'm like, what are you, like, like dark black beard with dark, yeah, I'm like, this is the weirdest thing ever. And then as I was driving to church, I'm like, man, that's a weird dream, you know, it's a weird dreams. And Norm, I'm just like, weird dream, that's gone. 
Uh, you know, that, 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 that's the thing. But I think, I think, honestly, this is a picture of some Christians. Can I be real? Like, let me just ask permission first, because if you don't give me permission, I can't go there. Uh, can I just be real today, and can we go deeper? Can we go deeper? I believe there's some Christians who are still, with their full beards and full set of hair, still acting like babies in the spirit. I mean, he says it here. He says, we're, we're, we're no longer infants, because infants are going to be tossed. They're, they're emotional. My, 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 my one-year-old is so emotional. Just get the boy hungry, and he'll, he'll scream. You can't tell him to be patient, and you can't tell him, you can't even show him that it's cooking. They're just screaming taking place. And, and we can live that way as Christians, never stepping into the maturity that God has for us. And if we are going to live deeper, we need to be more mature. We need to be more mature in Christianity, built up. My kids, when they take a bath, they love to do this. They, 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 the bath fills up, and then they, they, they hold their nose, and they dip their face in the water, you know? And my, my, my son, you know, he, he did it for 10 seconds the other night, you know? 10 seconds. He's like, yeah, 10 seconds. I'm like, boy, you got to learn how to hold your breath. I'm just going to do the old school and just, you know, dip them in the pool like this, teach them how to swim. And, you know, it's, but sometimes that's us. We're, we're, we're grown adults. We're, 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 we should be mature. We've been to church for, long time, for a long time. We've, we've given our life to Jesus, but yet we stayed in infancy, still dipping our face in the water when God has called us to dive into the deep end. When we should be doing backflips off the diving board in the deep end of the pool. We, we need, here's what I want to talk to you today. Here's the subject, diving in. Somebody say diving in. Diving in, this means maturity. We're going to dive in. Last week, if you didn't get to watch it, you could go back and watch it. We introduced the tabernacle of Moses. If we could show a picture on the screen of the tabernacle we introduced the tabernacle where there was the, the outer court. You can see it here. You got the outer court, and then you have the tent. And in the tent was the holy place, and then the holy of holies. And in the holy of holies is the Ark of the Covenant where the presence of God was in the Old Testament. And now we no longer live under this tabernacle where God's presence resides in the holy of holies where the Ark of the Covenant was. Because when Jesus died, he said, it is finished. And the Bible said the veil that was actually separating everything else from the holy of holies, from God's presence, was torn from top to bottom. Meaning that you have the same access that Moses did to God's presence. We have it today. Watching online, you have it. In this room, you have it. You have the same access to God's presence that Moses did when he said, I met God face to face. We have that access. But it requires us to go deeper. And we can learn the pattern at which the tabernacle was built on how we can go deeper in our Christian walk. On how we can mature. And last week we focused in on the outer courts. And in the outer courts you had the brazen altar. Which is where they would throw the animal sacrifices. This represents the cross because Jesus was the sacrifice for your sins. And then you had the, the brazen levir, which represents for us purity, which represents for us baptism that we're talking about signing up for. It represents that purity and that baptism before we enter into the holy place. 
I think the problem so often is people, people go into their relationship with God, into the outer courts, and they give their life to Jesus. Here's my brazen altar. This would normally look like a fire pit, and um, this is where they would set the animals. And they give their life to Jesus, and they pray that prayer, Jesus, thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. And they make that commitment. And they even go to the brazen levere and they, 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 they get baptized and they have that amazing moment in life. And these are all great things to do. But for the rest of their Christian walk, they spend wandering around in the outer courts. Never stepping into the holy place. Never stepping into a maturity that God is calling us to. Never stepping into the deep. That God is calling us to. Never diving in. Because it's in, the, it's in the outer courts. If you would notice. That it was subject to the weather. It was completely open. The sun is beaming down. If it was raining. There would be rain. If there was wind. You would feel the wind. Just like our verse says. Tossed by the wind and the waves. Affected by the elements outside. Affected by the world around us. And we spend our time walking around in the outer courts. Wondering why every time a storm blows in we're being affected. My challenge to us today is we need to dive in. And we need to step into the holy place. Because just beyond that veil we would find the holy place. Say we're diving in. We're going to move past the outer court. We're going to move, move past the shallowness of our Christian walk. Now, let me just emphasize the fact that God loves taking us on a journey. When you give your life to Jesus, this is right where he has you and he's taking you on a process. This is good news for somebody because you thought that when you gave your life to Jesus or when you started coming to church that you had to be perfect. That you had to be fixed up. That you had to have all of it together. But God takes us on a journey into our Christian walk. But the reality is we can't stay in the outer courts. We can't stay in the shallow. We have to step into the deep. We have to dive into the holy place. Listen, I don't know about you, but I don't want to go through my walk with Jesus, my Christianity, just enough. Just doing enough to get by. Just, just attending church and feeling good about myself. Just enough to say, you know what, well, I've, I've, I've given my life to Jesus, I'm saved. But, but, I'm, but I'm okay here. No, God wants us to step into the fullness of where he has us. So we're diving in to the holy place. Are you ready? You better be ready to dive in because somebody, somebody hold your breath because we're going in. Anybody ever do the like hold your breath thing when you go into a tunnel? You play that game as a kid? Hold your breath. We're diving in. Not the whole service because we would not like uh, any interruptions of people passing out. Uh, especially you online, okay? We're going into the holy place. If we could show the next slide on the screen, because I want to show you again. You have the outer courts, the brazen altar, the brazen levere, and then right past that is you would walk through a veil and you would enter into the next place called the holy of holies. 
And on one side you would have, this is my, this is my illustration today. On one side you have a table. You would have bread on it. This was called the table of showbread. And as you walked in, on, the, on one side you would see the bread. On the other side you would see the lampstand with seven lamps, seven candles. And then you would walk just past those on either side and you would come to a place called the altar of incense. And we talked about some of these and did a bit of an overview this week. But first thing I want to do is I want to come to this table of showbread. Because if you are going to go deeper, if you're going to dive in, I believe that these elements in the tabernacle will show us a pattern and a way, a lifestyle in which we are to live in order to dive into a deeper maturity and that will enable us to dive into a deeper place with God. We come to this table of showbread which represents the word of God. This represents even, it's a picture of the New Testament communion. Where Jesus said, this is my body broken for you. He also said, we don't live, he said to the, he said to the devil when he was being tempted in the wilderness, he said, I don't live off bread alone, but every word that precedes the mouth of God. This table of showbread represents the word of God. And you cannot go deeper, you cannot mature until you dive into and engage with the word of God. We need this word in us, activated in our life, in order to go deeper. The word of God is, is spiritual food. This is, what, this is what also Hebrews talks about. i got to read this to you. Hebrews 5 says, Anyone who lives off milk, being still an infant, is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness, but solid food is for the mature, who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. Anyone who lives off just milk, can you imagine just, just drinking milk the rest of your life? This is what so many of us do in our spiritual lives is we're feeding our spirit milk. But God has a spiritual food for us that is meat. Come on. You've got to, you've got to get the word in your life. You've got to eat the spiritual food that he has for you. That way you can say to the devil when things come your way, hey, I don't live off bread alone, but every word that precedes the mouth of God. Jeremiah 29, 11, devil, uh, God knows the plans he has for me to prosper me, to bring me a hope and a future. In your face, devil, I've been eating the word. I live off spiritual food. You can't feed me the fake soup. You can't feed me the fake soup food. You can't feed me the, the spiritual McDonald's. Why? Because I've been eating steak. I've been eating Swebel roast broughton. Come on. I'm in this thing, and I am not hungry for all the fake stuff that you're going to throw my way because I've been munching on the, the word of God. Shout out to Derbeck, man. That's good. 
I told everybody that they can have it afterwards, but you probably don't want it now. So I'm going to have to figure out what to do, what to make with this. So send me your recipes. Amen. We're going to live off spiritual food. We're not going to live off the milk that the, 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 uh, of our infancy in Christianity, but we're going to start eating solid food. Mm. I know, I know, I know when, my, when my son, we started feeding him solid food, you know, and, and, and we're watching him. Please don't choke, you know, and you like mash it up and you're like so. And, 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 and it's a gradual process. So you don't have to dive into into hermeneutics tomorrow and you don't have to dive into types and shadows tomorrow and you don't have to go take Old Testament survey tomorrow but just pick up the word and begin to read what God has for you begin it man if you start with the verse of the day and just meditate on that pull up the you version Bible app verse of the day every day meditate on it meditate on it meditate on it and then start reading the chapter a day and then start get get yourself um get yourself a um a commentary, a Bible com- commentary, or start listening to podcasts that, that, that teach the Bible um, in a hermeneutics, in an in a exegetical way that go verse by verse and start breaking it down and then get a concordance and say, what does that Greek word actually mean? And, and, and you're chewing it, you're, you're, you're processing the word of God. We need to be eaters and preparers of God's word. It's, it's truth to live by. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. By the way, Jesus is the word. The word was with God. The word was God. The word was in the beginning. The word became flesh. His name is Jesus. That's why he could say, this is my body broken for you. You want a better relationship with Jesus? Read the word because he is the word. He says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Which, right, we said last week is another type and shadow of the tabernacle. I am the way, the brazen altar, the outer court. I am the truth. I step into the holy of holies where the, where the truth of God's word is. And the lampstand, the Holy Spirit. And then I move past into the holy of holies, into the presence, into the life. The way, the truth, and the life. You have got to engage with the word of God. Listen to me. The word is the compass that will guide you into the deep. The word is the compass because if you feel like you've heard God speak something to you and it contradicts the word, it's wrong. You need the word of God to give you direction where you're going. It is the compass that guides you into the deep. But you have to understand that in the holy place, it wasn't just the table of showbread. No. You would, on the other side, you would see the lampstand. Seven candles. Also, this is a great picture of the book of Revelation because the book of Revelation talks about the seven churches. But it's also an illustration of the Holy Spirit in our life. Listen to me, so many people will go through their Christian journey just engaging with the word and neglecting the Holy Spirit. Or people will go through their Christian journey just engaging with the Holy Spirit and never picking up the word. 
you have to understand, in the tabernacle, they were in the same room. They were in the same room. And this room was covered. Can we go back to the very first picture of the tabernacle? The, 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 the one with the, with the covering where you could see the covering on it. The, the, this was completely dark except for the candles in the room. You wouldn't be able to see the bread on the table if it wasn't for the lamp that illuminated it. Guys, you have, you've, you've got to catch this because, because we miss this so much. We, we, we miss the fact that, that if we neglect the Holy Spirit in our life, we won't be able to see clearly the Word of God. The, the, the lamp illuminates the Word of God. Let me say it this way. If you, if you have spent so much time trying to read the Bible, and it feels like the most boring thing. Now, granted, there's can be boring stuff in it. You start reading through Leviticus and this kind of thing. I get that. You start reading through, and you're like, I just don't, I don't, this is so boring. Like, couldn't they make it more novelly, you know, and some, you know, some of this stuff? This is so boring. Maybe what you need is, is you, you need it to be illuminated by the Holy Spirit. Because here's what, here's what happens. Here's what happens. People will neglect the Holy Spirit, and they'll, 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 just, they'll just live on the bread. They'll just pick up the Word of God. And that's when people become legalistic. That's when, that's when you have Pharisees and Sadducees and you have people that are, that, are, that are legalistic. Oh, no, 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 this is that. Or this is on the other end of the spectrum. This is when it becomes boring. This is when Christianity becomes boring. Now, on the flip side of that, you have people who just rely on the Holy Spirit and they never pick up the, the Bible. And if you were to look at them, they're probably a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. They're all like hanging off chandeliers and speaking in tongues and throwing snakes in the air like they just don't care, you know? And you got, and you got people who are like, we neglect the word and we're just all about the Holy Spirit. Oh, yeah, God said to me um, to, 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 to marry him. And God said, he, he spoke to me, he showed me in a, in a dream. He told, they told, told me to live together and, 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 and just do like some missionary dating, you know, and like, no, 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 sweetheart, you need to get into the word of God too. We can't just, it's not just, it's, we can't just be uh, spiritual hippies and woo. But we also can't be Pharisees and Sadducees like this is boring and this is out of duty. You need the Holy Spirit and you need the Word of God working in conjunction together. When you have, when you have the Word of God operating in your life, this doesn't become weird anymore to people. Because, because what, you, what you have is, is you have the power of the Holy Spirit with a focus given to it by the word of God. That's why in Corinthians it says, hey, you know, in a church meeting, you shouldn't pray in tongues um, out loud because nobody, an unbeliever, isn't going to know what you're talking about. And, and the word of God gives context and barriers, if you will, for the power. But guess what? When power is focused, it's more powerful. We need to be focused. We need the word and we need the spirit. Because when you have the Spirit, this is what takes place in your life. When you engage with the Holy Spirit, you begin to produce fruits. This is why Galatians calls them the fruits of the Spirit, Galatians 5. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, 
joy. How many need some more joy? Peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. How many need some of those fruits in your life? We need to engage this. It's not the fruits of hard work. It's not the fruits of I tried hard enough. It's the fruits of the Spirit. They produce these fruits in our life. And listen, fruits don't come like this. Joy! When you try hard enough. Peace in my life! No, they come by the Spirit. Because deep roots will create sweet fruits. You need your roots to be deep in the Spirit of God and in the Word of God. And your life will produce fruits. So many of us just wish, I wish my, I could produce more. I wish I, I wish I could be more patient with my kids. I wish I could have some more self-control in this area of my life. Well, maybe you need to stop focusing on the fruit and the outcome and deepen the roots. Somebody say, dive in. We need these in our Christian walk. Not one or the other. But they're in the, in the same room and in the same place because it needs to be balanced in our life. I love the verse, it says, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. You need to be filled with the Holy Spirit and in the word. If you want to be mature, I'm just talking to people today who want to step into the deep and go mature and, get, and dive into a maturity with him. Are you with me? You need to engage with the spirit. When you pray, talk to Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, speak to me. Holy Spirit, thank you that you're here. Talk to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a person. If you've never asked God to baptize you in the Holy Spirit, ask God to baptize you in the Holy Spirit. There's water baptism, and then there's another baptism to come called the baptism of the Holy Spirit. That's a whole other sermon. You can go online and you can watch the Empowered devotional series that we did on YouTube. But you need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. John says, one is coming that will baptize you in fire. And, and it's not weird because the word of God brings boundaries and clarity to it. So you come to the table of showbread, the word of God. You need to eat spiritual food and you need to be filled, baptized in the spirit. And let the spirit of God illuminate the word of God. And then you would come over to this place called the altar of incense. Now this altar was to always be um, was always to be lit, always to be illuminating. It represents worship. It represents prayer, your prayer life. It represents obedience. Watch, because what the priest would do is they would take, they would come over here to the brazen altar where the animals were just sacrificed and burned on the altar and they would take some of the ash that was on the altar. They would take that ash and they would carry it through into the altar of incense. You're not with me, so I'm going to go back. They, they, they took the ash of the sacrifice that was burned for sins, and they brought it to the altar of incense that represents worship, that represents prayer, that represents my obedience to him. They took the ash of the thing that was sacrificed. Then it was an animal. But now the thing that you lay at the cross is your plan for your life. 
It's ash now. When you sacrifice it, it's ash. They, they take away, it's your opinion that you burn up at the altar. It's your, it's your thought process. It's your worldview. It's, uh, it's, it's your greed. It's your lust. It's your, uh, it's your vision. It's the very thing that you're sacrificing. It's your time. It's your finance. It's your, uh, your right to be right in your relationship. The very thing that you're sacrificing at the cross, you take the ashes of it and you use it to worship God. It's at, the, it's at this place that we're entering in and we're diving into the deep place. Because listen, you have to, you have to be, you need the word of God and you need the spirit of God in order to worship him. Romans 12, 1, and worship team, you can come, I'm, I'm closing. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters... In view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is true and proper worship. Not singing Christian karaoke on Sunday morning or in your car, on your ride. This is true. When you, when you come to the altar, your lifestyle is worship. Your sacrifice, the ash of your opinion and your plan is worship to him. When you give tithes, offerings, it's worship to him. When you serve the kingdom of God, it is worship to him. When you stop for somebody in the street and take time because you felt that impression, and you're sacrificing that, it's worship to him. When you take time to speak to a colleague, invite them to church, speak to them about your testimony, it is worship to him this is a place of obedience it's at this place in the deep waters where god gives you perspective it's at this place that god gives you uh, god god gives you perspective to make decisions you want to make godly decisions you make them at this place you don't make the decisions out here when you're looking at the rest of what is the world is doing where you can see everything else, but you make godly decisions for your life when you enter into the holy place and you come to this place of obedience. You come to this place of obedience in Him. That's worship, to say, yes, Lord. To say, yes, I'm giving it up for you, Jesus. That is called a mature Christian. Someone who is obedient. Watch this. I want, you to, I want you to catch this one. Maturity is being obedient to the word of God, the table of showbread. Maturity is being obedient to God, empowered by the Spirit. Maturity is being obedient here to the word of God, empowered by the spirit listen i can't be obedient to what it says in here unless i'm empowered by the spirit of god it's when you don't just become hearers of the word but doers of the word obedient to the word of god but i need the spirit's power to empower me to be obedient because i can't be obedient to god's word without the spirit it's the place when I come out of a prayer time, not just encouraged by, uh, by, by a great promise in God's word, 
but when I read things like forgive them seven times 77 a day, I already forgave them twice today, Lord. I already forgave. Did you see what the, I forgave them twice? Seven times, 77. I'm going to be obedient. I can't forgive somebody seven times, 77, unless I'm empowered by the Spirit of God. And I come to that place. I forgive you. Ooh, I forgive you. Ah, I forgive you. I forgive you. Ah, I love you. I really forgive you. I can't be obedient to the Word of God when I'm not empowered by the Spirit. I, I, I remember this, I remember the moment when I said to, to God, God, baptize me in your Holy Spirit. I was in, I was in the upper room. I really was in the, in, in the attic room that was turned into my bedroom um, in my mom's house. And I turned on some worship music and I began to pray. And I said, God, baptize me in your Holy Spirit. And it was like from that moment on, God put rocket boosters on my purpose. But one thing I noticed was when I did that, when I came to the Word of God, everything began to be illuminated by the light of the Holy Spirit, by the, by the breath of God. Because listen, listen, these... This is ink on page. But, the, but it's the word of God that is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It's the word of God that was inspired to be written by the Holy Spirit, illuminated to you through the Holy Spirit. That when it, that's when it jumps off the page and it's called revelation. Can you stand to your feet with me today? We need to step out of the infancy of our Christianity and step into and dive into a maturity with Him. We're going to sing one more time, and I just, I just pray as we, as we sing the, the bridge or the chorus, whatever team you guys choose, but as we sing that, I just want you watching online in the room to, to ask yourself, am I, am I wandering in the outer courts? Have I, have I, am I diving in? Let's dive in today. Let's make the decision to take a step in. And let's, I may not know how, but I'm going to engage with the Word and engage with the Spirit. Let me just pray this quickly with all eyes closed. Let me just ask a couple things. If you're in here or watching online today and you've never come to the brazen altar where you said, Jesus, be the Lord of my life, you've made that decision of salvation. Today is the day for you to decide. And then maybe you want to get signed up to get baptized. But if that's you today, all eyes closed, just lift a hand and say, that's me, and you can put it right down. I'm giving my life to him today. If you're online, we've got a QR code. We want to get your information so we can send you resources and help you and encourage you in that journey and give you resources on how to get baptized and how to take steps and dive into the deep. If you're in here today and you say, man, I've, I, I keep reading the word and you know all this, but I've never, I've never prayed that prayer. God, baptize me in your Holy Spirit. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. If that's you today and you want to pray that prayer and let him illuminate the word of God and let him illuminate your life and breathe life into you. If that's you today, can you just lift a hand also and say, that's me today. I want to make that decision to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. If that's you online, we're going to pray for you as well. And maybe you just need to make a fresh commitment today to get into his word. 
to get into his word. Father, today we come to you and we thank you for this, what you did on the cross. We give our life to you. You are the Lord of our life and we lay down our life because you give us life and we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Baptize us in your spirit today, God. Fill us afresh for those who have not been filled. Fill us afresh today with your spirit, God. God, baptize us in your spirit. And God, thank you for your word, that it is living and active. We will eat spiritual food today, and we will be obedient to the call on our life. In Jesus' name, can you lift your hands with me today as we sing this last song, and as we allow God to minister, as you make fresh decisions today? We thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, breathe life into us. We are desperate for you. We are desperate for your touch. I'm desperate for you. Can you just tell them today? I'm desperate for you. I'm diving in today. I'm desperate for you. 